80% of all conditions seen by a primary care physician are related to stress and lifestyle. Are you wondering, what is lifestyle medicine and how can it help you? Usually when you go to the doctor, you expect to walk out with a prescription or some kind of treatment. But what about lifestyle medicine? Well, if you see a board-certified lifestyle medicine physician, you can expect to get a personalized prescription, but not for medication. Instead, it's a recommendation for lifestyle modification that is specific for your condition. Lifestyle medicine is evidence-based medicine that puts you in control of your own health. Want to learn more? I'm Dr. Vicki Pets Casper, host of Healthy Looks Great on You. I'll give you information along with motivation and inspiration to make changes that make a difference. There's a lot of information about health, and I'm here to help you sort through the noise in healthcare. If you're busy and don't have time to wade through too much information and vet all the sources, and you may have tried quick fixes that failed to deliver. As a medical doctor treating a variety of diseases, I use a lot of different resources to stay informed about the latest recommendations and research. And many times, the very first line recommendation to treat a disease involves lifestyle modification. The problem is, that doesn't easily transfer to the real world. Imagine this scenario. You go to the doctor and they tell you you have high blood pressure, diabetes, sleep apnea, or fill in your own blank. Next, they tell you to lose weight, exercise, manage your stress, don't smoke, and get plenty of sleep. Then they write you a prescription to treat your condition, and off you go to the pharmacy. The pharmacist hands you a multi-page printout about how the medication may kill you or cause you to develop some other horrible disease or at least make you wish you'd never even heard of the medication. So you go home and wonder, what just happened? Now, don't get me wrong. Lifestyle medicine is traditional evidence-based medicine, and it's not anti-pharmaceuticals, and neither am I. Medications are often necessary. At one point, I took 22 pills a day to control my disease. Wait, that's not true. I took 12 pills a day to control my symptoms and 10 to manage all the side effects. I know at the time I needed every one of them. And there is always a risk and benefit to taking medications. In fact, I used to tell my patients that if water had a warning label, it would say, may cause frequent urination, electrolyte imbalance, and death if used improperly. And I'll never advise you to stop taking your medications without first discussing it with your doctor or healthcare provider. But here's the deal. Lifestyle medicine can help decrease the need for medication, is often more effective than medication, and it's completely safe, not to mention the cost savings. And your doctor wants you to be well. That's why they advise you to make lifestyle modifications. The problem is they don't tell you specifically what should be implemented or how. And let me mention, it's not your doctor's fault. Really, it's not. Only recently have medical schools started adding lifestyle medicine into the curriculum. So if you get a doctor like me with seniority, you know, experienced and well-aged, then you'll get someone who fundamentally understands the impact of lifestyle but lacks the exact tools to give you. On top of that, they've got a waiting room full of patients who need them, as well as a waiting list of patients who need a sooner appointment. The system's just not set up to give you a personalized plan, and it's truly a vicious cycle. 
Interstage right, lifestyle medicine. Let's start at the beginning. Lifestyle medicine is a recognized subspecialty of conventional medicine that uses lifestyle interventions to prevent, treat, and sometimes even reverse disease. What distinguishes lifestyle medicine is that traditionally the focus of healthcare is on diagnosing and treating disease with medication, surgery, or other interventions. Lifestyle medicine focuses instead on the root cause of the problem, treating the whole person and utilizing research-based lifestyle prescriptions. And preventative medicine is a huge focus of lifestyle medicine. It's for every age and every stage of life. Your health is too important to not invest in optimizing it so you can keep doing all the great things you do. And without taking care of yourself, you won't be able to take care of others who need you. Not to mention, it's also good for the environment. Now, you're probably wondering if lifestyle medicine is integrative, functional, complementary, or alternative medicine. I'm glad you asked. Here's a quick rundown of the similarities and differences. Like integrative medicine, lifestyle medicine is holistic. But integrative medicine uses other modalities like yoga, acupuncture, and probiotics. Functional medicine is science-based and attempts to understand a patient's individual makeup to formulate a personalized treatment plan. Lifestyle medicine is also individualized and relies on research evidence-based therapy. You know, we doctors are really hung up on this gold standard of a randomized placebo-controlled trial, but we'll talk more about that in a later episode so that you can learn to vet some sources. Complementary medicine is also known as alternative medicine, and it's unconventional. On the other hand, lifestyle medicine utilizes mainstream treatments and requires traditional medical training. Now, you're still probably wondering, so what is lifestyle medicine? There are six pillars of lifestyle medicine. Number one, healthy eating or food as medicine. Two, physical fitness. Three, restorative sleep. Four, emotional well-being and stress management. Five, minimizing exposure to harmful substances. And six is positive social connections. To learn more, you can visit the American College of Lifestyle Medicine website. I'll put a link in the show notes. You're going to find a tab there that will direct you to lifestyle medicine providers in your area. Currently, there are over 10,000 members of the ACLM. It was founded in 2004 by Dr. John Kelly in Loma Linda, California. Now, if you're a follower of longevity experts, Loma Linda is probably going to sound familiar because it's one of the five blue zones one of those areas on the planet where people tend to live an additional decade because of their lifestyle. There'll be an episode on longevity soon. In 2016, the American Board of Lifestyle Medicine was created along with a rigorous curriculum, which includes an exam. It's a team-based approach that emphasizes using physicians or providers to work with dietitians and mental health care providers, pharmacists, fitness experts, and wellness coaches are some of the most important team members. Listen, it doesn't take a medical degree to know intuitively, we need more of this. Most diseases are caused by lifestyle, therefore this specialty focuses on addressing those root causes. Accordingly, most diseases should be treated with lifestyle modifications. The development of lifestyle medicine as a specialty may not be that important to you, but you've probably wondered why lifestyle recommendations are either skimmed over or not addressed at all. You know you need tools to help you make the changes that will make a difference in your life. 
You're successful in every other area of your life, but why does this thing feel wildly out of control? Let me tell you, this is not your final diagnosis. It's possible for you to find balance in your health through lifestyle medicine, but you're going to need more than a prescription. You need specific tools for behavior change. Because let's face it, if it were simple, everyone would do it. Then you could just do what your doctor said, lose weight, exercise, and wave your other magic wand so that all your stress goes down the drain with Calgon. <laughs> you remember those Calgon commercials? Let me paint the picture for you. Beautiful woman who looks like she's never had a stressful day in her entire life, soaking in a tub of fragrant bubbles just poured from a pink box. The catchphrase was, Calgon, take me away. Now, you and I both know that it's going to take a lot more than a bubble bath to manage stress, more than eating less to lose weight, and more than a gym membership to get fit. Change requires knowledge, motivation, support, and specific tools for success. What makes us change? That's complicated, but it's worth discussing. But maybe a better question for now is, what do you want to change? If you'll sign up for my newsletter, you'll get exclusive access to a free webinar on how to get started with prescriptions for healthy change. It helps you determine what you want to change and how to take those first steps down the path toward your goal. Plus, you'll get a specific plan, some downloads and inspiration delivered straight to your inbox. Now, let's jump into the shallow end of each of the six pillars of lifestyle medicine. There'll be some upcoming episodes that'll dive in the deep end. Remember, lifestyle medicine uses food as medicine, physical fitness, restorative sleep, stress management, minimization of exposure to harmful substances, and positive social connections. We're going to talk about diet last, even though it's usually listed first because it's super important. Not that physical fitness isn't crucial. Listen, physical inactivity is one of the leading causes of preventable death. Literally, sitting will kill you. And only one in three adults meet the minimum standard, which is 150 minutes of moderate to vigorous exercise every week. Are you ready for some good news? Any progress matters. Every step helps. Small gains produce results. So if you're discouraged because you can't walk a 5K or run a half marathon or just simply stroll around the block, don't give up. Most people can improve their fitness level no matter their age or how out of shape they may be. Now let's talk about how important sleep is. It's really underrated. In fact, I used to say sleep is for wimps. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm a lot smarter than I used to be. Sleep is essential to life. So you'd think it would be easy and natural to just lay down at night and rest. But in reality, 60 million adults report difficulty sleeping. How much sleep do you need? Well, that depends on your age. For most adults, the answer is about eight and a half hours, but the average in the United States is less than seven hours. And sleep deficiency has a significant impact, not only on your body, but also on your mind and emotion. Poor sleep is associated with several chronic conditions, including high blood pressure, diabetes, and obesity. Your physical and mental states are very intertwined. And social connectedness is gaining increased attention for its importance in physical health. Loneliness is an epidemic that was magnified by the pandemic. And we don't just need connection. 
We need meaningful relationships. We weren't created to do life alone. And our brains have been strongly impacted by that little device that's in your hand. Our phones give us continual access to information and communication, but we've lost some of the other aspects of human interaction, and it shows. Social media connectedness has a place, but it isn't a substitute for real relationships. Social media time is linked to depression and anxiety, especially if you're a scroller. Turns out that passively looking at the staged and sometimes artificial lives of others isn't good for you. (laughs) No surprise there. However, social media can be a lifeline if you find your tribe. I experienced this with the Myasthenia Gravis community when I could do little else from my recliner. The difference is we had a common experience that bonded us together and we were vulnerable with each other and supported each other. Stress management and emotional well-being are an essential part of health. Stress doesn't just affect your mind, it affects your body too, putting you at risk for many diseases, especially heart disease and stroke. Negative thoughts lead to negative emotions, which lead to negative behaviors, and those habits can destroy your health. Learning to manage stress involves tools like breathing, movement, prayer and meditation, nature, creativity, community, reading, massage, music, and sunshine. Obviously, that's surface-level advice, but this is an overview. And what about avoiding risky substances? Tobacco is the single largest preventable cause of death and disease, causing 8 million premature deaths across the globe every year. 14% of American adults continue to smoke. And alcohol use is on the rise. And it's a known carcinogen, and it's toxic to the liver and heart and every other organ in the body. Not to mention the hold my beer while I accidents, or the tragic number of lives lost from drinking and driving. Not only does it cause premature death, it also robs people of their potential. But quitting isn't easy, and social support can mean the difference between success and relapse. In fact, all of these pillars of lifestyle medicine are interconnected and dependent on each other. Physical activity is one thing that can help people reduce cravings for tobacco and alcohol. You see, success in one area sometimes helps you achieve success in another. When you do good things for your body, you gain momentum and it spills over. Now, healthy diet is one of the foundations of lifestyle medicine, but here's the question. What is a healthy diet? There's so much conflicting information, and there have been a gazillion studies. And we can talk more about the research later, but I think we can all agree that the Western diet is killing us. Most Americans get about half of their calories from ultra-processed foods that are high in calories and high in energy, but low in nutrition. My interest in lifestyle medicine is personal. One of those 22 medications I took was prednisone. And it caused me to have steroid-induced diabetes. Then I had to take two medicines by mouth for my diabetes plus insulin shots to control my blood sugars. Fortunately, when I was able to get off the prednisone, it disappeared. Or maybe it just hid because type 2 diabetes runs in my family. And about three or four years later, my blood sugar went up again. I had my hemoglobin A1C done and it was elevated. And so my doctor said, you have prediabetes. And he asked me if I was willing to make some radical changes. And I said, I will do anything to not be diabetic because I felt horrible when my blood sugars were high. So he recommended that I read a book called How Not to Die by Dr. Michael Greger. 
I did. I made some changes in my diet and my A1C dropped into the normal range. Change in diet has radical effects on our health. To put it in the simplest terms, the best thing you can eat is whole food in its natural form. The more it's processed, the less nutrition you're going to get from it. Think fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. Nuts, seeds, and beans are important too. Lifestyle medicine promotes a whole food, plant-based diet. Hold on a minute. Don't get hung on the whole plant-based thing. I didn't say vegan. I didn't even say vegetarian. I said plant-based. Listen, the evidence is there if you're interested. But the main thing is eat food, not junk. Hopefully by now you're wondering what diseases can be treated with lifestyle medicine. Well, every single one of the top diagnoses seen in primary care that accounts for 80% of office visits, like obesity, metabolic syndrome, hypertension, heart disease, high cholesterol, arthritis, diabetes, and osteoporosis. Of course, there are many more, and prevention is equally paramount, especially when it comes to cognitive decline. Are you ready to learn about how lifestyle medicine can help you? Subscribe to the Healthy Looks Great on You podcast and listen to episodes on behavior change, each of those six pillars, and specific conditions like insomnia, fatigue, high blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, and saving your cognitive function. Your medical history and your family history don't have to define your future. If you want to look good and feel better, stick around. You'll be glad you signed up for the graduate course because healthy looks great on you. The information contained in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice. You should continue to follow up with your physician or healthcare provider and take all medications as prescribed. Though the information in this podcast is research-based, new evidence may develop and recommendations may change.